Welcome to the Trap One podcast here at the BFI on the reasonably sunny south bank of the Thames where we've just been having Dalek adventures. I'm Pete. I'm Conrad. And I'm Cy. And we have just seen Doctor Who and the Daleks in 4K glory up on the big screen. Did you ever think this would happen, guys? In 4K? No. Last time I saw this on the big screen, it was a really ropey old print oh, but you have with seen lots it of the... speckles <laughs> and lots of lots of scratches, and so much so that um, in um, Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD, to give it its full title, <laughs> it jumped the bit where the Dalek was revealed in the water, oh, no. and there was a huge cut, and we missed that <laughs> of bit. Of all the places. No. <laughs> of all the places. Yeah. But no, it's, it looked magnificent, didn't it? It really, really did. It sounded amazing as well. Of course, that yeah. beautiful sound restoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pete, have you ever seen either of these on the No, screen? no. Yeah, I didn't. I, 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 first time I've ever seen this. This was the first Doctor Who I ever saw uh, in 1978 because it was on in the afternoon. It was shown on the afternoons in on BBC. This is why I think all Daleks were, were red. I grew up thinking that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and speaking of red, right, one thing I noticed, for the, you know how you notice things for the first time when you watch something for oh, the millionth time? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if little Susie Who's red shoes were a little linked to, um, to, to Wizard of Oz ruby slippers territory Ooh. off to have an exploration in another world yeah it's funny you say that because some of the sets actually slightly have got that Wizard of Oz vibe about it you know, yeah. it's, you know it's just something about that yes. kind of slightly translucent magical city kingdom city mm-hmm. feels kind of, sort of magical so I've definitely got those vibes um, this is for, I think this is the first time I've seen this one on the big screen I did see Invasion Earth here at the BFI a few years ago uh, it was just after the Tenants era and uh, Cribbins was here so that was nice oh, wow. um, so I have seen that before so I'm really looking forward to seeing it now also, like you said it's, this is this is a whole different like um, uh, you know it's, it's just a whole different experience it's so much sharper and brighter and clearer that might just ask us if we wanted sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> which we will be back for later but we've got we've got a half hour break now before, before the next one so we, but we didn't just have a movie we had guests we, we did we had lovely Roberta Tovey and Jill Curzon and Flown Anthony in, Way yeah as the, 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 the son of the director the yeah. assistant director yeah the son of the original director Gordon Fleming was yeah. supposed mm-hmm. to have been joining us yeah, but he, he Jason Fleming yeah mm-hmm. but he's not been able to make it but, but um, we're not sure changed because they were it was really interesting to see. and you can tell when some people aren't really plugged into fandom and convention mm. going yes. and others, some people just they click into their repartee because they've done it a hundred times and others look like I felt that um, Jill Curzon was slightly like wow this is it just looked new to her but I don't yeah. know if that's true or not that was just the impression I got because she'd flown from she's, Spain yeah, said she's, 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 she's done fan events before because I've got friends who have met her before oh they did me out but, saying that uh, <laughs> but no 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 but I don't think she's a sort of conversant with it. So yeah, she hasn't got, yeah. they haven't got a ready-made stock of anecdotes no, no. ready. To, to, I loved her story of Peter Cushing taught me how to mix potions. When? What a claim to fame. You can tell, like Roberta Toby, you can tell that's someone who's been to stage school. Yeah, like, so she is school. got it. She knows when to turn yeah. on. She knows how to tell an anecdote. One, really, really wonderful. And here's the thing, like, you know, when you see a, something on the big screen and you know like you said you see something for a millionth time sometimes you just get something new and there was a couple of things this time and one of the things I re- probably the sort of strongest impression I got watching it this time was that oh god it should have absolutely been a young girl on television it should have been just like Roberta Tovey age 7 or 8 or whatever that would have worked and made much more sense on yes. television for me I was like oh actually I want to do a total switch and for me I personally would have loved to, to see to see Roberta. So Caroline Ford, not your Susan. <laughs> I, I love Caroline Ford, but I just thought, as a version, this to me makes more sense. Yeah, the well, jeopardy no, but, with a young child yeah. is is sort of heightened, isn't it? And those scenes of her 
running through the jungle. She sells it, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she does. She yeah. looked terrified. And yeah. the way the branches are snapping around her. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. on a different scale to Caroline Ford running on the spot with people dragging. Uh, yeah, a bigger yeah. studio. I mean, they said uh, they described you know, it was a low-budget movie. We're not going to get mm-hmm. delusions here. But it, they had so much more elbow room in studio but, yeah, space. I think, yeah, I, mean, I think that jungle set always yeah. looks magnificent. Yeah. Really magical. And the, the way it's lit. Yeah, yeah. And the bit of them going, climbing over, the bit where they climb up over the pipes. Yes. Um, oh, now in this remaster, in widescreen, with the moon over them, and it's also... Yeah, and, and you can see the yeah. match shot, and it's the just match shot. Yeah. massive, isn't it? Yeah. The match shots were incredible. That was, that was the that, other thing uh-huh. that really took away. When you looked down the ravine, it yeah. was so impressive, and like you said, that moonscape was absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. and that was brand, for me, it was almost brand new, seeing that. Yeah, I saw that yeah. with really new eyes. I'm going to give it one thing, though. I'll say, in, defen- in, in favour of the original TV version, I think the Dalek City looks better. The I, Dalek yes, Model I City, totally that totally shot agree. of them looking down at Dalek City, yeah. it's incredible that they yeah. Yeah, get that. Um, so it's not uh, in the TV show. You don't get the shot of the Dalek checking out the red Dalek's balls as he walks past. <laughs> we both doing. laughed. Oh, at yeah, that yeah. Bit. And I was trying to work out which one the red and black Daleks is. Which one's Who's actually in charge? in charge? Yeah. Well, the red Dalek has to do the counting. So I think the black uh, Dalek might be in charge. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But that's Dalek the hierarchies, because in the next film, it's really difficult because you've got a black, gold, and red Dalek oh, yeah, who all course. seem to be in charge. And I guess this is mirroring a brigadier, a, a lieutenant, and a captain or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe people with military connections would uh, would, would have recognised mm-hmm. in the 60s. But yeah, pacifism then. Not a good yes. day for pacifism on this planet, <laughs> is it? Well, they take to violence very quickly. <laughs> there, there's that. Yeah, suddenly the brothers are turning on each other within yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's great the way that, because obviously, I mean, no one watches this film and thinks, hey, what, this really needs to be about an hour and a quarter longer. I think they have, <laughs> they have pruned. The bare bones of the yeah. plot are all together, but you don't feel like anything is missing. No, but you get these really rapid-fire moments where you know that something in the, something in the TV version took an entire episode or was built yes. up to really slowly. Well, yeah. we uh, said the swamp, didn't we, Pete? Yeah. Where, um, Barbara says, oh, can't we stop for a rest? Well, you've only been walking two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and they very quickly fling themselves into, into as much peril as possible mm-hmm. around that... Um, uh, around the swamp, the, the swamp of doom. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go and fill up the water. I'll be back in two seconds. On my own. He just went off and said, "Oh, yeah. I'm just going to freshen up." And they all just watched him. They, <laughs> they straight up watched uh-huh. him go and do it. And the Thal's going, "Go on, let's have a laugh." Uh-huh. Him doing this. And what's he called? Um, is it cowardice? The, the Thalu <laughs> cuts himself. And when he cuts the rope, and they all go, "Oh, he's fallen. Never mind. Oh, oh no, no he's still alive. Oh God, he's yeah. But this is like the sanitized. The Daleks only kill one person. They do. We, we, yeah, it's amazing. I have to say, one thing I really loved was the action, the, the, uh, the action sequence in the fight was actually really exciting. Yeah, I, yeah. I hadn't really appreciated it. That is definitely a big screen thing, I think. Because yeah. I've always seen it before and going, yeah, it's fine. This time I was like, this is actually incredibly exciting. Ooh. Relatively fast mm-hmm. cut. Um, lots of explosions, lots of throwing Daleks around. I, yeah. I, I really can't beat Doctor Who shouting, stop the countdown, the <laughs> will destroy the planet. Yeah. 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 And I love I the control room set with the big screens and oh. I loved that all their island was in pride colours oh, yeah. <laughs> the way across yeah. yeah. like, pride well yeah. I mean, then, then you look at the files and think well, well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not going to last another generation <laughs> it's interesting how different Ian is because he's being played by a comedian yes. effectively he's there to get laughs entirely and, he, and that's why that, when, when that scene where we know that Ian is going to have to persuade the files to fight for their women yeah. is coming up and I was thinking how is that I can't remember mm-hmm. how that happens in this and 
and then it cuts and, and there's that moment where Do- Doctor Who turns to Susie and says maybe if we did something to make them fight mm-hmm. and it just looks like he's going to go and thump that yes. that one <laughs> but, uh, but no the, mm-hmm. Ian hastily gets, and, and I think if, you're, if you want to rewatch this do a, um, do a drinking game every time Roy Castle falls over do a double shot and you'll be quite merry by the end of this but the audience laughed along with him yeah. especially at the please Mr Dalek will you walk onto my cave <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it worked it's sort of, again it's that audience thing it does work yes. you can hear where the beats are you can hear where the relief is you can hear you mm. know, it's um, the anticipation of oh no what is what is you know, what mm-hmm. he's about to do yeah. and also how do Dalek uh, door controls work like how do the Daleks get into the city without they sculpture have to, they have to they, sit on the thing they yeah. can't sit no, no, no how does that hey yeah that's brutalist architecture for you yeah. through and through. Though. The Daleks probably hate it as much as everyone else. The sound effects are so good, aren't they? The doors are really that distinctive. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That, that almost makes up for the TARDIS just making a stupid bloopy noise when it dematerialises. <laughs> Come on, you could have paid Brian Hodgson <laughs> 50 quid to let him, to let him do a proper warp. Actually, to be fair, it does actually sound like a warp. Is actually the sound it makes. And it's amazing watching it now. It's just like I'm comparing it to the, like, the TV version. But actually, like UP, it was like, oh no, this was the first version I ever saw of this. Mm. Yeah, so this, me too. this story is the, to me. I, I didn't really realise that, but I actually rewind it in my head that that actually, to me, instinctively, is the real version. So the sound, all that peril of uh, you know the corridors and, and all that stuff, mm. just feels this is the original one my, my first memory of watching t- telev- TV Doctor Who is, um, is episode one of Destiny of the Daleks and me saying to my dad I've seen the movie of this and this isn't as good <laughs> <laughs> so your first fan moment was a wow. fan moment <laughs> a proper fan moment yeah, yeah. they ruined Doctor Who <laughs> there's no trees in this petrified <laughs> forest also, I think the other thing I got, again, just watching it, um, it's just like Peter Cushing, you know, just giving that kind of performance. You know, it's a very much a character performance. But again, I had to remind myself, even as a huge Star Wars fan, I was like, this is Grand Moff Tarkin. This man <laughs> is Grand Moff Tarkin. And you cannot believe that that is the same he is thing. He's so likable, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's just lovable. And the, forgetful, yeah. the forgetfulness yes. really, really plays it as a character. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, you know who he is. And he's, he's brilliant. And the disc, yeah, and did this come out, it was around the launch of series two, season two, wasn't it? I think The Rescue had, was on. I think I remember it. Okay. I'll check that and put that on, I'll, and check it and say next, in the second instalment of this, uh, if, if I'm right or not. So this is, it came on, a, a, so basically we meet this little Susan who, about the same time that Vicky is debuting on TV. And it's a similar decision, isn't it? Make a younger, she's going to, mm. and the Doctor become, and, and Hartnell's Doctor becomes much more mischievous, mis- mischievous and impish in season two. Mm. Uh, and less scary. And, yeah, probably grandfatherly in yeah. the same way. Yeah, he's more of a yeah. grandfather to Vicky than he is to Susan, yes. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're we're stoked and ready for our next instalment. Yes. After well, what, could ha- what could the Daleks be up to next? <laughs> what, what, what what could they be doing, and in what year? Yes. We'll find out. <laughs> in Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD, not mm-hmm. BC. <laughs> it's more 1950 AD. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so see you again shortly. Bye-bye. Greyhound leader, track one, over. Track one, we reach Greyhound leader, over. And we're back in the space corridor recording. <laughs> this is the, um, the entrance to NFT3, which when you're lucky, after a screening at NFT, there's a, a little quiet zone where you can sneak away to do a podcast. Because what is the point of doing things if you don't podcast about them? Well, how would anyone know what we've done? <laughs> how would I know? That's the most important thing. Um, so, 
We had a bonus feature, didn't we? We did. did. We were joined by the sons of Milton Sabotsky himself, the great man, and they brought treasures. God, didn't they ever? So it was Sergei and Dmitri uh, Sabotsky. Surprise. Yeah. That's like just a total shock for us. And they, boy, did they bring some treats. Didn't they just? Right, can we remember so what they brought? What we've got are various <laughs> memos about funding the films, yeah. which is probably the lesser of the excitement but yeah. you know yeah. it's good documentation I, I think They've it was got a, 90% funded I think yeah they? when they were setting it all up yeah and it was the, the um, telegram Milton Zabotsky's telegram That's confirming right. that he got 90% of the funding in place Definitely. and I think they paid the BBC about £1,500 per right. movie yes with £150 down that payment the, to secure <laughs> yeah. the rights. You literally have to want to put a deposit on the BBC <laughs> to make a Dalek movie now you know that's exactly how much money you still need um, then yeah, there, there, was, there was a design, um, an original design drawing of one of the movie Daleks, which yeah. I think was maybe a design from the, da- the, the Doctor and the Daleks right, movie. No slats. Clever yes. person, yep. Clever audience member spotted yeah. that it had no slats and was able to answer that because they weren't sure which movie it was from. No, but might anyone got one, anyone have got a cheeky snap of that? Yes, but I'm not sure you could pick out <laughs> the actual Dalek design. We'll do it looked yes. like it was done in pencil. Yeah, so it, 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 yeah, it was pretty. It was. It was like an ancient, mm-hmm. an ancient piece of scroll, wasn't it? it was yeah. like, like it had been dipped in tea, like you did at school <laughs> when you were doing it, making ancient, faking ancient documents. So a a um, lovely picture of Milton Sabotsky yeah, that they brought yeah. out just to to prop up so his da- their dad was there. Lovely. And then, most excitingly, oh my goodness, was. A script. <laughs> you might think, oh, well, a script, yeah, we know what goes on in the two Dalek movies. But this was for the third yeah. film, yep. Doctor Who's Greatest Adventure. Goodness. <laughs> Which they explained was originally from a, a slightly doctored version of a script that he basically had lying around. A horror and, script. Uh, yeah. King, King Crab. King Crab, yes. orig- originally called Night of the Crabs, which he had rewritten <laughs> into a script that was going to feature two Doctor Whos mm-hmm. teaming up yeah, on the Young big Doctor screen. Who and Old Doctor Who. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That was a shock. You could palpably feel the audience all yeah. just like vibrating, <laughs> yeah, holding their breath. Big finish, big finish, big yeah, finish, big finish, big finish. If those, two guys, if those two guys haven't been called by the big finish heavies by the end of the week, I mean, <laughs> Roberta Tovey was in the room. I'm surprised they didn't lock the doors and just not let us out until it was recorded. Mm-hmm. So and that was a what a treat that was, yeah. wasn't it? Just yeah. so yeah, they were really lovely, and it was really nice to hear something about their dad that we didn't really yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, and them growing up as Doctor Who watching kids, yes, finding out Hurt that we and Baker fans, yeah, yeah, and and then finding out that their dad had, had made a Doctor Who mm-hmm. himself, pretty amazing. Um, and then we're straight into the mu- the movie. Goodness. Change of tone, isn't it? It's a, it, it, it is. Instead of that, I was thinking the theme music to the first one. It's a kind of saunter, and it, it's more of a Doctor Who in the dark. <laughs> well, it's yeah, although it, it's got the pace of a kind of stripper music. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> they're having a little bit more a go, go Whereas, with title sequence. There was a bit yeah. of swirliness going. Yeah, on. They, were, you know, they were trying. Weren't they? Slight, yeah, sort of bit lots of paint feel. going down the drain. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. yeah. that's right. Yeah, and, quite, and, and a bit more more money spent on this one, yeah. which turned out to be the problem because it didn't make as much. But yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but this one, yeah, the music's all much more action I movie, and you're straight and you're straight into a war movie, aren't you? Yeah, and, you really yeah. are. And it's not just because someone described it earlier as darker, and it's like it is, but it's actually just more adult, like audience-wise. The first one is very much for children. Yeah, this one feels like oh, this is probably for young adults, um, adults. You know, it's exactly. Yeah, you're dead right. And there was you've reminded me of a thing that the the brothers said earlier that there were one of the memos they read out was saying when. When the first 
movie was being discussed, mm-hmm. the, um, the, an executive was coming back saying, I think we, we need to think of this as kind of like the, the, the Swiss Family Robinson kind of movie. Yeah, family an, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was adventure, an, yeah. an adventure movie rather than... Uh, <laughs> did it say something like... I can't science remember. fiction would kind of be of a lower... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not just a little cheapo science fiction nonsense that no one would ever care about in the future. No, this is going to be a nice... <laughs> whereas this, whereas number two is much more, yeah, okay, we're having a science fiction adventure. Although, although yeah. and I remember reading audience reviews at the time saying, this is 2150, where's the mon- where are the monorails? Where are the flying it's, cars? Yeah, I always think it's more like 1950. It's, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Looking yeah. at the people sort of working in... Um, in Dortmund's base and things like that. Yes, they feel head, very head scarves, head scarves and donkey, donkey jackets. Yes, yeah, and they all look really grim. And they've had a hard time. <laughs> they really have. And we've got a bona fide heartthrob in the cast with Ray Brooks being rather more dashing than um, anyone we'd get on TV in the sixties. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe well, no, no, no discredit to uh, to Stephen Taylor, perhaps or Jamie. No, Jamie actually is more of the same mould, isn't it? That's a proper mm-hmm. um, handsome young lad kind of lead kind of character. Mm. Not that gets to do all that much because there's so many characters in it it's, really, it's a really busy movie yeah. isn't it because you've got two voices of our childhoods in one movie goodness with um Bernard Cribbins, yeah. obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah so. and, and straight out the traps, they make him much more heroic. He's not going to be the comic foil. No, but, although he does do comedy. Yeah, yeah. 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 he's but, just so lovable, isn't he? Yeah, Even when he, he does young, stab a few. So he does lovely. stab a few people. <laughs> yeah. A few robo men. Well, he does. Yeah, yeah. it's quite tasty mm-hmm. the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, and and a, and a bit of comedy as well. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. obviously you can. Yeah. But Bernard Cribbins just brilliant, isn't oh, he? Even young Bernard. What ever became of him? I wonder. Oh, never I wonder see him again. No, we'll probably never see him on our screens again, will we? The one, th- the only thing I retrospectively don't like about this movie is that poor old Louise stroke Barbara who spends most of it locked in a cupboard and doesn't get to drive the milk float and do the Dalek no, demolition bit. No, she doesn't bit. get anywhere near as much as Barbara she on really telly, does she? When I finally saw the original version, having grown up watching this several times, yeah. I, I thought it was fantastic that Barbara got to do all that and yeah. then retrospectively annoyed at this extra character they bung in to do that. Yeah. I don't know why, because Jenny Linden uh, looks fantastic in a, yeah. in a rather... Um, no, it's Jill Curzon this time. Oh, I'm doing no, it. Put it wrong. <laughs> oh, did I get it right the wrong. first time? Oh, I'm the same with Eileen Atkins. She and, looks and amazing the other day. <laughs> in that tweed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's very Emma Peel. She's yeah. got a real Emma Peel of kind course. of look, hasn't she? She doesn't get to do no. very much at no. all. And I have to say, I'm sticking with my opinion. This is totally the, the thing that has changed for me today is like, mm. I want that season. I want Roberta mm-hmm. Tovey's Susan in the programme. Again, I was like, nope, I definitely want that switch. I never, ever, ever would have dreamt I'd say that. But I can't believe it. My mind has been changed today. <gasps> and wow. it worked better for the program. And girl. she's not, she's not whiny and screamy. She's, no, she's, she's quite she, she, she gets some sassy put downs of Roy Castle in the first yeah. movie. A bit less, but whereas in this one, she's much, she's more. You know, she's writing the note, admittedly writing a note to her grandfather on the back of a door, an opening door. <laughs> Bad move, love. But got to make the plot. Yeah. It makes the plot work. I was, so I was so surprised it's done by her acting. I don't know. I've just grown up or something. I was like, that is bloody excellent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she, she did everything. Really, yeah, absolutely perfectly. She's really good in that scene where the sorcerer is chasing the van. Yeah, and she looks utterly terrified. Yeah, mm. and, and I found that utterly terrifying as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and let's mm-hmm. talk about that saucer. It's it's, it's so good. It's got it? big Thunderbird two energy. Yeah, it's um uh, yeah. and just the noise it makes. Yeah, the noise. noise. Very and sci-fi. The fact that the two saucers rotate. 
in different yeah. directions. Uh, what actually is happening to everyone inside while it's doing that? You just have to go and take it. When it is it's throwing up mainly. It does seem likely. And you see, and of course, like we've got some like some amazing character actors in there as well. Like Philip Maddock, of course, turns up, who's just like he's, he's a, so oily he's the well, straight away. The Welsh yeah. answer to Orson Welles. He always feels like he's giving his full. Yeah. He's an actor. Doesn't matter very how big. Character actors. Also, yes, we also have um, Eileen Way. Eileen Way or the Eileen Way. Yep. And (laughs) Sheila Stiefel. Now, right, I know her from... I'm going to Google her after this. Because um, she's even scarier than Eileen Way. Yeah, and if you're in a yeah. scene with Eileen Way and you're even scarier than Eileen Way, then you'll be really good at being scary. Because yeah. all she does is open a tin of beans and fold some laundry and she does it and absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she bites that, that carrot like it's a very large carrot as well. <laughs> So these are things yeah. you notice in 4K. <laughs> yeah, they must have been difficult decisions for them when they were doing the Dalek spaceship about the 4K uh, realisation of the strings. Yeah, yeah. there was only one scene, wasn't there, yeah. where, where you could see them, but yeah. otherwise, the rest, yeah. that was sort of its first appearance. Just really, glimpseable against the sky. But it's mm-hmm. amazing, I mean, they've obviously, they've got it flying, up. they're literally flying a massive model outdoors with the actual sky yeah. behind it, aren't they? That must be the way they do it. I know a lot of the scenes... It, all, of the, all of the stuff at the beginning around the Thames I was shocked to learn is in, stu- is in a studio it's, it's yes um, I didn't yeah. realise that oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. only the Dalek demolition I think the Dalek demolition bit is the only bit in London that's actually filmed outdoors the rest is um, obviously the stuff in the, in the forest and everything is and the, and the mine but um, yeah there's, they get away with a lot of um, big studio lot shots for outdoors that the actually lighting got is really good yeah. you're quite convinced yeah, and we, also, we don't have the, the cut from studio to, 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 <laughs> no. to film uh, that, that we're, we're no, so, such connoisseurs of. Daleks also fluffy <laughs> into shots. Yeah. Yeah. The Daleks are sounding a lot better in this. They're well, very, of course. They're, mm. I don't know how they manage to get them echoing when they're outdoors, <laughs> but they're constantly echoing. <laughs> That's true. Fine. But they sound great. Yeah, and they, they sound sensational. And, and they zoom, don't they? They do. They move around. really quiet. <laughs> Apart from that one who's stuck at the top of the stairs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're thinking, bollocks. <laughs> I'm yes. not going anywhere. <laughs> They're all bursting forth to give duck the doctor. And let's talk about quick talk about Peter Cushing, who yeah, gets a second go. Yeah, well, and, he, and he's it is a more it's a it's a bit more war, war doctor is overstating it perhaps, but he's a bit less bumbly granddad having fun, and he knows he's in the people are getting killed all around yeah. him this yeah. time, and he and he wears, he's wearing a scarf. I wonder if Doctor Who will ever. Uh, that, no, no, I don't think that will no, work. that you could see the detail on his waistcoat. I've never noticed yeah. the flowers yeah. on that. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a really lovely costume. It's a lovely brown corduroy jacket. Beautiful. I'd wear that. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> and he is, um, I said I was going to Google it, and I did. He is, he's a few years younger, not many, but he's about five years younger than Hartnell okay. at this point. Is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's, he's really good, isn't he? I love that scene where he waits behind to meet Broccoli again. Oh, yes. And he's going to he knows that they're going to be betrayed and he's going to get yes. taken to the Dalek ship but he's worked that out yes. he's really good he's it's, it, he just plays it really quietly yeah. there so and the, and the pace with which they're all in that shed and they meet that guy and it's like oh, oh yeah so they're mine what, what are the Daleks doing then well they're digging a hole they're doing mine and, and it's kind of three episodes worth of dialogue <laughs> yes. three episodes worth of plot is just mm-hmm. dispatched very efficiently with, um, with with the discovery of the map and Philip Maddock getting get, his yes, come up it did get a big laugh didn't it when um, Peter Cushy said yes about three miles from Watford to Bedford <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is something that's always made me laugh <laughs> 
And they're lovely. They've got that lovely map of the world as it looked before the Daleks invaded. Yeah. The, the A1M ends and in Stevenage. There's Steve no Lynch. M25. No, of course, yeah. <laughs> that was our weakness. That yeah. was how they did it. But yeah, no, it, I, I, that's my favourite of the two films, I think. It, that was yeah. the first one I saw, so I think there's just that extra bit that. of love for that one. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's just full of action, isn't it? And full it of exterminations. Yeah. Loads of exterminations. Yeah, I think there's only... They only even say exterminate once or twice in the first one. As, as, as they do on TV. For it this time, this. Yeah. If it moves, we'll exterminate I it. I love that scene at the, at the end of the saucer sort of sequence yeah. um, where they had all the action and it's just all the Daleks coming in chanting exterminate together and they're all firing their fire extinguishers so, yeah. so what do we think that fire extinguisher thing is what does it do it seems to blow up buildings <laughs> blow up vehicles but if you kill somebody it just sort of generally just generally just Massive internal displacement. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, massive internal displacement. That's what it is. Uh, That's what it is. <laughs> and, um, uh, but optional just does your legs in. If you're, if you're a tap dancer, maybe actually it only affected um, Roy Castle's legs in the way that it did in the first movie because he's a tap dancer. <laughs> and, it, and it focuses. And that, the Dalek. Focuses on their weaknesses. Yeah. And the floors of the Dalek city are perfect for tap dancing. Yeah, and they're not having it. No. They're not having no. it echoing around their corridors. Not having that nonsense. Well, one thing I noticed this time, sort of watching the two films back to back. Is that the colour scheme of the Dalek ship is the same as the colour scheme of yes. Scaro in the first film yeah. and they've got the same doors yes. and things like that mm. there's just that little attention to detail that I've not really noticed before yeah. and, you, and there are so many like, I did notice this time like you can see you really can see things so much more clearly like in yes. the first one I could definitely see people like the makeup and people's like sweat on their brow and you can <laughs> yeah. really really see tiny details yeah. and in the second one I could see much more like the, like the switches I can even spot magnets on the, on the Dalek's claws yeah. there are all kinds of tiny mm-hmm. little bits and bobs you can spot on, on yeah. this uh, yeah. version. The poor gold Dalek, his paint looked very scuffed yes. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm quite glad they haven't done stuff like clean, clean up the strings and stuff because like, you do want to see it. And yeah, it's, it's helpful. Warts and all. That's how they made it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're both just really pacey. I mean, they're short films. They're just zoomed by. Yeah, considering uh, the, the length of the source material, so oh. seven episodes and six episodes, and oh. they're trying Cating the story without missing any of the major plot beats yeah. mm. shows what a what a good writer Terry Nation was because the basic plot just works works so well as a yeah. as a shorter film, but also you don't feel you're missing anything. No. But on TV, you don't feel like you it's sort of overextended either. If you see what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah different mm-hmm. job. Yeah, it works just as well when chunked up into a serial as it's supposed to be, uh, or, or threaded mm-hmm. through into one. Yeah, it's that uh, high octet, high octet. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sugar puffs rush. That's what it is. It's a set of trap one. It's sponsored uh-huh. by sugar, sugar puffs. <laughs> it is forbidden to dump sugar puffs into the river. I think this market probably be sugar puns. Oh yes, thank you for that. So uh, another lovely BFI event has yes. happened. We're about to go off and do quizzes, aren't we? we? Are. And it's worth and saying because a lot of people are obviously, you know, the BFI is in the reach of everybody. But these films are, of course, coming really to a cinema near you. Theatrically. So you'd have to yeah. really just go online, Google, and see where the nearest mm-hmm. one is to you and get yourself down to the cinema. It yeah. really is worth it. And I think, and, and I think they've they mentioned at the very beginning uh, when they were talking about the restoration that there are little bits that have been put back into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I certainly 
think there was more stabbings actually seen in this than in the version that I'm used to seeing. It felt like it. Yeah, yeah, that I imagine were cropped out for afternoon mm-hmm. rep- re- repeats. So if, uh, if you've ever wanted your doctor to a little bit more stabby, this is another chance for that. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see them any better than this, really. No, no, absolutely. Well, you say that. We'll be back. <laughs> Until 5K. Yeah. 20K. Three, 3D 20K. <laughs> submersive. Uh, Hollow crystal. You can be Roberta Tovey next time you come to see it. And then, of course, yeah, we've got the release of the Blu-ray coming out. Yes, which I'm sure there'll be mm-hmm. another track one for that one later. With a, yeah, you know. with all the features and everything, so that, that they can be done more thoroughly uh, there. But for now, we're off to the bar. Yep. I hope you've enjoyed this little taste, and uh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>